to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. you bloomers i am ambrosia matthews and with me is alexa hauser oh, why are you laughing because your face is what ridiculous. why are you laughing at my face that's so mean <laughs> my face is ridiculous <laughs> making a funny face everybody and no, i was that's trying just my to be face. that's just my not face just and you're face. calling it ridiculous no nope, you have to watch youtube that was not just your face where that was a good funny face and I broke just your face let me see it let me see that face again (laughs) that was not (laughs) I don't know I was just being me god this is not you (laughs) it's like some crazy face uh now um, see this is why i need botox because those lines are like all over the place man if i was like if i had botox i'd be like look at how scared i am yeah (laughs) can't tell but also then you wouldn't i feel like if you get botox then you won't be able to laugh as hard because it'll like you know it'll like no i will laugh as hard it just you won't tell i'll be like no but Oh, <laughs> you'll turn it. into like an old rich <laughs> royal white lady. That's what happens with Botox. <laughs> that's your that's your that's the face. <laughs> your laugh immediately your changes. Laugh changes, and then you have like the top hat and all. <laughs> that's all um, funny. You know what's weird? I just got that vision of you, that image of you. Remember when we did the Ancient Egypt episode with Thoth? By the way, we have not talked to Thoth in like a really long time. Just throwing that out there, like we should bring him back. We should. I did a reading and he came in and he was like, it was real fast. Oh, all right. Yeah, other stuff going on. Yeah. I've got to get out of (laughs) here. Okay. Thoth, putting you down. You're coming up. You're on deck, buddy. Um, also, oh, wait, wait, let me finish this thought. So I okay. just got that vision that came up in that episode about, and it came up in a, an episode before that. I can't remember exactly which one, but that vision you had of like you as like a royal with like the, cr- it's like a crown and you're like some mm-hmm. sort of like queen or something. And I'm walking somewhere. They're yeah. taking me somewhere. Yeah. And you're walking somewhere. I just thought of that again with your ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Um, it's probably why I'm – but I had Botox then. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was ancient Egypt, so you probably had like some really cool like herb or like weird ass thing that – they did really – I bet they did such cool shit in Egypt. Man, I, I wish – I, I wish I could just go back and watch – 
I mean, it would probably be really hard for me to watch like the slavery stuff, but I would. And then also like the murdering and just like out there in the street. The the flattening people with giant boulders. Also, like just the sex everywhere. Like, I don't don't want to see. That's what you want to see. Okay. I don't know. Like, um, what did I watch? Gladiator? Was it Gladiator? Oh, was it 300 where they had 300? No, no. Because in 300 they have like a pretty like hot sex scene. Well, in um, I Am Spartacus, it's either I Am Spartacus. um, It was a TV show. Oh, yeah. Could be that. So you remember that? Have you ever watched that? I didn't watch it, but I know. Okay. Well, there was like this whole scene. It was like this whole situation. Anyway, (laughs) my point is that like if you are in the wrong class you don't get a choice on who you have sex with like you have to have sex with whoever they have because it's like slavery it's slavery and then also you have to have sex whatever way they want you to have sex so that's a tough time to do depending on yeah (laughs) yeah pretty much sorry (laughs) that's funny hole is funny (laughs) yeah that got her Whole was funny. Okay. It is. What about this one? What? <laughs> <laughs> Did that get you? That looks similar to the hand movement I make when I say I have to go. The I have to poop. <laughs> that is your. I think that's sign language, right? Oh, or is, is this it? Poop? Is this poop? No, that is definitely not poop. That's the wrong. Oh way. no. <laughs> that's the wrong direction. Your poop doesn't go in. Poop comes up. <laughs> My poop's like wow. pooping so no, hard I, right now. I think. <laughs> I think this is poop, maybe. I don't know. No, I think it's this. I have no it's idea. This. It's like okay. you got to make. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. I could talk about poop for so long. It's so funny. That is how much I've grown, you guys, because like even six months to a year ago, I couldn't even talk about poop. Like it was just oh. like – it was so <laughs> – it was such a like taboo to me. I like couldn't even say it or talk about it or do it with anyone nearby. And I will have you know that I've been it's been my it's been my daily goal. It's like every day you gotta poop because you gotta Everybody. like let I know, but like some people don't go days and like I used to go like it I don't know, you just like <laughs> I feel like it's really important for people to focus on the poop because if you're pooping right, then that means you're eliminating waste correctly. And that's super important because otherwise you keep it in your body and you feel all gross. I poop with you on the phone all the time. (laughs) I did it today. You did? Yeah. All the time. Wait, you poop with me on the phone? I mean, I pee with you. I'm a fast pooper. (laughs) All the time. (laughs) I mean, I heard like the toilet flush, but I thought it was just – but, like, because I pee with you on the phone all the time. But even yeah. then, I still mute it sometimes. But, like, yeah, I mute it sometimes. You and mute. if it's like intense, I'm like, I gotta go. I can't. Oh I can't. My God. I'd, I've never tried pooping with you on the phone. <laughs> Just so wow. you know, if you talk to me on the phone and you're my friend, chances are there's a 90% certainty I've pooped. Oh my God. I just can't believe you're so relaxed that you can do that because like, I feel like I just like to be like focused and relaxed. (laughs) Well, like, well, what if I have to like start talking and I just, what if there's splashing noise? Yeah, that's, (laughs) I typically mute it. (laughs) 
But I had I no idea worried. that you pooped with me on the phone. This is crazy. I oh. am worried about um, judgment of other people. And then yeah. I am. Um, yeah. And then I, but not so much because I'm saying this on a podcast, but also. I think um, sometimes we just delude ourselves and we're just like, it's just us. We're just recording this podcast for us. And then it like goes out and like other people. And here's the funny thing about the podcast is that like, then like people that you don't know will come up to you and be like, oh yeah, I heard you like at Burning Man. Like, oh, I heard you on the podcast and you were talking about, and you're just like, People are actually listening to this shit. What the fuck? <laughs> Wait, hold on. I didn't approve you to listen to this. <laughs> I love when people are like, I feel like I know you. And I'm like, yeah. you do know me. Yeah. You actually do know me. Yeah. I just don't know you, but you know me. That's me on a plate. Yep. That's me in a podcast. What you know. Yeah. Um, actually, someone now, said that to me recently. They're like, you don't – I know a lot more about you than you know about me. But I just – and it, it kind of made me feel weird because I was like – well, I should get to know you then. That's kind of rude. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's a good time. I love when people get on the phone with us together and they're like, oh my God, you guys are talking back to me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's like the bit. Now I'm making that joke to people. I'm like, isn't it crazy? I'm talking back to you. And they're like, that's what I was going to say. Because it just is said every single time. So I'm like, I'm going to jump that gun and steal that joke. Yeah. Good job. Good Wait, job. let's go back like two minutes because you were going to say something about – Oh, I was just going to say – so like this is really weird. So anyway, when I poop, it's like nothing, nothing, nothing. And then like all this – so I'll be talking <laughs> on the phone. And then all of a sudden I'm like, you've got to go poop now. And it's like <laughs> a fucking emergency situation. So like I don't I typically have moments where it's like pushing or anything like that. Yeah, it, it just comes happens. out. It just comes out. And then I'm like – Bananas. Oh. Bananas. By the way, now I've taught so many people the poop is bananas thing, like so many people from this podcast that everybody who I tell that story to is like, oh my God, I'm using that now. Like that's my word for going. When Stefani was trying to teach us years ago. Shit is bananas. And nobody listened. <laughs> nobody listened. We're bringing it back, Gwen. Don't We're worry. Bringing it back. Um, well. What are we talking about today? It wasn't poop. Uh, it wasn't poop. You would think the title of this episode would be something about poop. Um, well, okay. Well, first I just want to share a fun, a really fun synchronicity story that happened to me yesterday. You look like Where's Waldo. Are you getting back at me for the intro to this? It, now Ambie's making me weird freaking faces at me. Um, so, um, so yesterday I went to the dentist to get – so several months ago, I went to get a teeth cleaning because I knew I needed to do it. I went to a dentist that I didn't know in a very ritzy part, part of my town called Rittenhouse Square. And when I went, they told me I had one cavity. So then I came back a couple of days later to get it filled, at which point throughout the entire time that I was there, first they told me, now you have two. Then they told me I had five. And then the last person I talked to before I checked out that day told me I had seven. So I – Remember after that, I just started crying and I called you, Ambie, and you were like, well, yep. get a second opinion because this is like their – It doesn't make sense. First of all, it's cavities. shady AF. And second of all, yeah, it makes no sense. And third of all, like this is this is their business, any little thing that looks like a cavity. And they don't know you and like they're in Rittenhouse Square, which is expensive. So it's like they want to get their business. She's like, get a second opinion. So – What did I – I said, don't let those dentists get your – Yeah, your don't day. let those dentists get you down. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So my best friend from growing up, her name is Andy, 
We've talked yes. about her on this podcast before. She was uh, the one that I had the business with before this business, though, which the whole crazy thing happened with Taylor Swift and you guys can listen to old episodes and all that. Anyway, her dad is a dentist and I've been getting the message to go to him for the past six months. I mean, literally from every single part, from her, from my partner, from like myself, like I've been feeling like just go to him, go to him. His office is like 45 minutes away from me outside the city. Um, and But I also was just resisting it for other reasons, kind of like visiting people from your past. Like I, he was very involved in that whole time of my life, like just stuff like that, just resistance and weirdness about it. But anyway, um, I finally got the message like a month ago or whatever, I need to go get my mouth checked. And so I convinced my partner, like he needed to go to the dentist too. I convinced us to him to come with me so it wouldn't be so scary or whatever. And we went yesterday. And <clears throat> when we got there, there was a nurse that, you know, came to me and she was like, I'm, you know, whoever and I'm going to be working with you. And she and I just kind of hit it off because she started saying that she lived like 10 minutes uh, from me in the city in this really – like where my cousin lives and where everyone hangs out in this really cool part of town called Fishtown. And um, – I was like, oh, my God. And she's like, yeah. And we start talking. And, you know, every 20 minutes during the the appointment, she's like, we're talking a little more. And she's asking me about what I do. And long story short, um, at the end of the appointment, like when we're wrapping up, she's like asking me about, you know, when I lived in L.A., what I was doing there. I told her I worked in entertainment news. And she was like, oh, well, did you work in music, like entertainment? I was like, no, I actually worked in music later. And she, I, she was like, well, what did you do in music? I told her I was a manager. And then she's like, oh, yeah, like the music business can be really hard. Um, she's like, I know because my husband has been in the music business for like however many years. And I'm like, oh, like what does he do? She's like, oh, well, he's a musician. And I was like, oh, well, what is he – like what kind? And she's like, well, he's been in this group for a while called Vacationer. And as soon as she said that, like I just like felt like electricity go through my body. I'm like, what? vacationer and she's like yeah vacationer like it's like a group of guys they play like and I'm like no no I know who vacationer is because vacationer if you don't know this and you're listening to the show is the name of the artist that makes the song that plays in the intro and outro of our podcast that I have been obsessed with for like four years since I first heard it it's called good is new and I loved it from the first moment I heard it and it like got me through so many rough times. And when Ambie and I were creating this podcast and we were talking about intro songs, it was the first song I thought of and the first song I played for Ambie and the first song – and she was like, yes, immediately. So a couple months ago, we were like thinking we need to reach out to this band because we want to start putting the podcast in different places that – we will need permission for. That's the thing. I didn't get permission to use this 30 seconds, you know, of the of the song. And, you know, when we were starting our podcast, I was like, well, that's fine. I mean, it's not fine, but it is fine on another level because like whatever, we didn't – I don't know. We were just starting. We wanted music that, that represented us. And also it's free promotion. Like, you know, it's a win-win yeah. situation. However – now at this point, you know, they're as moving forward, we do need permission for certain, like I said, certain places we want to put it. And that's as far as it goes, really. It's just about like, yeah, yes, that's okay for you to use this because it benefits them, you know, um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> as well. 
But anyway, so we I had I had looked them up a couple months ago because I wanted to find their contact so that I could email them to ask them about this. And when I looked them up, I was really surprised to find out that they were located in Philadelphia. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. And I remember thinking that was a synchronicity. Um, and then I emailed them and didn't hear back and was just like, whatever, because I know how the music business is. And I also know that you never know who's behind an email or an artist. Like you never know what the situation is, if there's a manager like filtering things or if it's the band doing it themselves or if like you just don't know or if they're in a certain situation where they can't respond or they want it doesn't or they're just forgot about it it doesn't matter the point is I just kind of shrugged it off and I was like all right whatever like moving on mm-hmm. so cut to I'm in the Stennis chair and she says her husband is one of the lead guys from vacationer and I'm just like huh and so I told her I was like that's cool I'm like you don't even understand like this podcast I've been telling you about and I told her she's like really and I was like yeah I was like I just emailed them and like She's like, oh, yeah. She's like, oh, my God. Like, well, they're playing in a couple weeks. Like, give me your number. Like, come meet them. Like, da-da-da-da-da in Philly. And I was just freaking blown away because I don't know. It's just like – it just feels so magical. Like, it just felt so like, here you go. Like, right on your lap. Like, right – like, how out of all the – out of all the people that it could have been, this band, like – so that just lit me up yesterday and I really wanted to share that because it made me feel really, I don't know, taken care of and just excited and like, wow, everything really is coming to us and that's so cool to realize. And I also want to say that I got my front tooth chip fixed yesterday and I feel like a whole new person and it's really amazing let me tell you it's really amazing how something that a lot of people don't even notice about you something so small a lot of people said what are you talking about there's like chip on your some people do notice but some people don't Mm -hmm. but it's really amazing how something so small so tiny like on your body that you get fixed that you're self-conscious about can change like your whole energy it's really wild so that's my dentist story (laughs) that was a good story I like it yeah so I just wanted to share that. Um, and yeah, we'll keep you updated on on what happens there. If I get to meet this band, I'm going to be really excited. That's um, pretty exciting stuff. <laughs> I want to meet them. Yeah, totally. Maybe yeah. when we have, you know, like a party for our future uh, reality show. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> I like their hair. I'm looking them up right now. You like their hair? Their collective yeah. hair? Yeah, they have like good hair. A lot <laughs> of the really band good hair. And they have really nice hair. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, so talking about what we're gonna what we're gonna talk about today. So, um, we we were asking like what we were both kind of tuning into what felt right to talk about today. What's kind of out there in the collective and. Um, what came up for both of us was this idea of strength and staying centered and grounded amidst all of these waves and all of this, uh, quite frankly, like, well, chaotic and scary at times energy that can be popping up through the collective. Mm-hmm. Um I know I had an experience actually while I was at Burning Man where I've actually never felt this scared recently or like in in times I can remember where I actually felt really, really worried and really like out of control and really like something bad might happen to me 
or people I loved. Um, and it was it was pretty hard to like keep a cap on it, honestly. Even though I know all the things I know, and even though I sit here and I say like, oh, I'm really not scared of anything. I'm which I'm 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 not scared of many things these days, but you know. I think um, I feel like a lot of us have been having experiences where we are feeling this fear rise up in us and maybe it feels foreign to us and maybe we don't even understand where it's coming from. But to realize that this is just um, we're all so connected as a collective and the more that time goes on, the more we're getting, we're becoming more and more psychic and more and more in tune with what's out there and also feeling into what might be coming and so and feeling each other and so it makes sense that as time would go on we will be more sensitive to disruptions and chaotic energy and out of alignment energy um and that we will feel it viscerally and that if we're not careful we could actually start to believe that it is our own or that it is um you know that it is we can almost start to believe in this like doom feeling or something's wrong feeling or whatever. Oh, my turn. Okay. I was just saying, yes, I agree. But um, yeah. And it's all about, it's really about like your view of the world. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I know we've talked about this before, but I'm going to talk about it again. So it's really interesting. I was telling someone yesterday, this came up in a reading and I thought it was so profound that, um, Oh, I have goosies too. So they were saying, um, that there's no one to date in their area. And so what came through was the next time you're out in your area, count how many couples you see Mm. start to shift your perspective on what's happening. And so it, it is really, I know for me, I can go into like a lack mentality real quick, or I can go into um, an abundance mentality really quick. And it's just about this perspective. It's a little different than what we're talking about. So for example, like sometimes, you know, you feel heavy and the energy is just kind of, the energy is heavy, right? And you don't really know why or what's happening until after something does happen and you realize like, oh, that might've been why, but Um, I think it's important to understand that everything is happening for a reason and that also we can look at each situation um, as happening to you or happening for you. And it's also important to change the perspective and try to not push your feelings down, but definitely sit with them and then process the emotion and if you really don't understand why you're feeling it, just allowing it to move through you. Does that make sense? Or am I just saying words? No, yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense. Um, I think I think like the message that we're we're really trying to get across is like <sighs> things to not let these things throw you off course, to not let these uh, feelings or emotions or, you know, it's almost like worries, worries. Yeah. Throw you off course because ultimately like 
the reason it's kind of like the reason you're on course is because you're so sensitive, right? Be like you're you're listening to your intuition, you're feeling things more, you're tuned in. But that also means that now you're more sensitive, right? So if you've been doing the work on yourself, you you're probably you're probably like seeing more momentum in your life, right? You're seeing more momentum moving forward towards the things you're wanting to create. That also means it's like you're almost more susceptible to throwing yourself off. Because mm-hmm. you're picking up on things and you're almost like looking out for things. And I also feel like this goes back to just human beings and waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this yeah. feeling of like the better things get, it's almost like some of us can get even more fearful because we're like, oh no, now I have more to lose. Like yeah. it feels more risky, which is actually why I feel like a lot of us like <clears throat> after we've lost something or gone through a breakup or gone through – like lost our job or lost our ha- – whatever it is that happened that was like a, 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 a hard situation and a sad situation, that's why we kind of shut down and don't allow good things to come in after that because we're like – we associate it with loss. It's like, oh, well, I was just walking around and everything was great and I was enjoying my life and out of nowhere, bam, then uh, this person broke up with me or this person left me or this – place fired me or, or whatever it is. And so we use that as a reason not to ever relax, like not to ever enjoy, not to ever – not to and not to stay on course, right? Like we mm-hmm. throw ourselves off the course because we go, well, this is getting a little too um, happy. This is getting a little too good. This is getting a little too, uh, you know, safe or whatever. And so we throw ourselves off and kind of self-sabotage um, because that's familiar to us. It's familiar – um, to kind of be in chaos. It's familiar to for things to not be going well, right? And so, um, you know, this this applies to to what we're talking about in the way of like, don't don't let these things or these energies or these things that are going on around that can, you know, ha- that can you can feel and you can and can have an influence on how you're feeling and and on how you see things. Um, don't don't let it. Like, just know that it's a part of the evolution that we're going through right now. It's a part of other people figuring things out. It may affect you as well um, in some way, either directly or indirectly, and that's fine. But don't let it be the reason that you self-sabotage or throw yourself off course because you say, see, nothing's nothing's good or we're mm-hmm. fucked or whatever it is. It's like all of these things occurring are actually because um, we're, we're learning and we're figuring things out and we're – um, we're waking up, you know, and, and I guess just knowing that, yeah, that can be hard to see sometimes, but it, it also feels like this energy of like, you're almost there. Like you're so close. We're so close. And I know like so close, it doesn't, I don't even know what that, how to quantify that, but I keep feeling this way. It's like, you're so close. Do, do not give up on this. Do not lose your vision. Do mm-hmm. not lose your vision. Mm-hmm. I think also we're, I know like human beings are observers. So we're going to watch each other. And if it's safe, if like you go out of the cave and you survive, then cool, I'll go out of the cave. But if you go out of the cave and you don't survive, I'm going to sit right here because now I've learned that it's not safe. So I think that's the other thing. And now with like in this time frame, we have access to so many other things. We can see people all over the world. And so I think loss is on a bigger scale now 
because people are observing other, like we're experiencing through other people. We're experiencing their loss. We're experiencing all of their fears and things like that. So we feel like, well, something bad's going to happen. It's not safe. So that's just my opinion, but. Yeah, 100%. I think that's true. Like we're, we have so much access to what's going on and that can be a really good thing because we can become aware, but it Mm -hmm. also can work against us in the way it's like, we're like, oh, well, this happened over here to this person. You can use anything as an excuse not to do something, right? Or to, to again, throw yourself off your path or go back into fear. Um, You know, I was thinking about recently, it's like how it's kind of like, I've always been so terrified to die in a plane crash. I don't know why, but I, that's always been such a fear. And then everyone's shouting at me the statistics of like you're so, you're 10 times more likely to die in a car crash or maybe even more likely than that to die in a car crash than a plane crash. And that never like eased my fear. <laughs> it just made no. me – Yeah. But I mean <laughs> – but that's that's but that is the truth. It's like, you know, we use each scenario that we see on the news or on social media as we put ourselves in the position and we say, "Oh my god, this could happen." And we just use it as a reason to stay in our little cave. Mm-hmm. And it's just time. It's I feel like right now it's time to to get out of the cave, you know? Even though it feels scary. Even though you're not sure what's going to happen. It's like that's what we came here for. We came here to step out of the cave and show ourselves how powerful we are and that even when things get scary or iffy or questionable, we're still so powerful, you know? And we have the ability in the, right now in this time to – um, to overcome it, to overcome whatever challenges that we face. And that's the experience that I think we all want to have, whether we are conscious of it or not. That's why we decided to come here to have this experience, especially in this time, especially mm-hmm. in this time. Yeah. And so, you know, um, I lost my other thought, but it doesn't matter. Like I think I think the point is come out of the cave because that's also the only place you're ever going to learn your true strength, you know? When you hide in the cave, yes, technically you're safe, but you're never going to learn what you're made of. You're never going to learn who you really are. You're never going to learn uh, you know, what where your strength lies, and I think I think <sighs> yeah, I think part of us and, and I think part of us are afraid of tapping into that strength too. Really yeah. really afraid of that. Mhm. Cuz what if what if you fail? Right? That's a big one that comes up for a lot of people is what if I fail? And thanks to Gary V, my response <laughs> is not trying is failing. Yeah. You're already failing if you don't try. Yep. Exactly. And I think failing looks different to everybody too. Like failing is a very subjective term and success is too. So what does that mean to you? Do you want to make $500,000 a year? And if you don't make that, you're failing. Do you want to be happy? And if you're not that, you're failing, you know, because I feel like I was watching, I was at the gym today and this goes back to our, our conversation, but I was at the gym today and I was listening to these, I didn't have my headphones, So I was listening to these two girls talk and I realized that like they were complaining about their job. Yeah. Very loudly. And 
I thought, huh, I wonder how many people complain about their job on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And it just got me thinking, like, a lot. What if you, yeah. A like, lot. what if you didn't complain about your job? A lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think about that, too. I mean, honestly, going to Burning Man and coming back, the one the one thing Burning Man, just for me, always really helps me do is it really gives me perspective and it gives me space so that when I come back, I feel like I really have fresh energy towards the things I'm working on. And this time when I came back, the 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 thing that just has been resounding in my head, every time I want to start to feel tired or complain or think, oh, this is a chore – it's this other voice that's coming in now going like, no, this is a gift. Like, this is what you're here to do. Like, how freaking cool is that? And then the, this energy psyching me up. Like, how cool is that? that? Like, this is what you get to do every day. And it's like <clears> – <throat> but it also gives me perspective on other people because it makes me realize it's like it's not about the job. Yeah. It's not about the job because I know so many people that have complained to me about their job and it's truly miserable and it is. Like it's not that it isn't. Like their experience has been not good, right? Mm -hmm. And then they switch jobs and then they get so excited in the beginning and they're like, oh my God, I'm so much happier, da, 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 da. And then cut to a month later and they're saying this exact same thing. And it's like – I used to be one of those people. Yeah. And – we still are in certain ways because it's yeah. novelty. It's about the novelty because because you 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 go, oh, I did it. I got out of the situation. I think it's also like showing yourself like your power in a certain yeah. way. You're like, yeah, I I did it. I figured it out. Woohoo! I got to a better place. And you're telling yourself that I got to a better place. I got to a better place. But then you get there and you stop saying that to yourself. You stop saying I'm in a better place. You start saying, oh, because you've not addressed any of those things that. You've not addressed that mentality at all that's like, oh, I have to answer to you or like, oh, I have to come in here when I don't want to or, oh, I have to, you know, instead of uh, really like focusing on if you are doing something like me who, you know, I feel so – it's. I think it's almost easier for me too to like when I start to go into that place to snap out and be like, are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? Like you're doing – you you have a dream life. Like you're doing something that is incredible and there's nothing even to complain about. Um, it helps me snap out of it faster. Um, and I feel like if you're in a – yeah, if you're in a job where, you know, you really feel like that on a day-to-day basis, then either – Change, really work on your mentality and ask yourself, is it the job or is it just how I feel about the job or how I'm choosing to feel about the work that I'm doing? Do I really like the work that I'm doing but I'm just like focusing on like, oh, I have to answer to someone or this coworker or whatever it is? And if you don't like the work that you're doing, then maybe this is a wake-up call to really ask yourself what you want to be doing because – and I think Gary Vee says this too. Like if you're doing something that you don't love – there's never going to be enough money in the world. There's never going to be enough money in the world. There's never going to be enough. And you're just going to be miserable, like yeah. be miserable. And how beautiful is it that we're living in a time right now where, again, and we've talked about this so many times, but I feel it's important to remind people, like we're living in a time where you can literally make money doing anything. There's the kid yeah. that opens the toys on YouTube is how many how many millions or billions of five million dollars. He made five million dollars by his fifth birthday. Right to 
to just open to toys. Open toys. And now he has a deal with Nickelodeon. Yeah. Like, yep. there's no limits anymore. The limits are the only the ones that you put on yourself. The, one, the limits are only the ones that you're like, I couldn't do that or no one would pay me to do that or whatever. And, you know, I think this is a really important time for everyone to really start thinking about what is my purpose and what makes me happy and what do I like to do? Like mm-hmm. what interactions do I like to have? And to really start finding ways to insert that into your life because if you're if you're not putting that into your life because you say you're too busy or work or money or whatever – what kind of life are you living and like what kind of life are the people that are involved with you are living, you know? And yeah, don't wait to live. Don't wait to live. And you know what else is like people complaining. And another thing. And another thing. People complaining about their partners. Like that breaks my heart. Then get out of the relationship or vocalize what's going on. And I don't get me wrong. I've complained about, <laughs> you know, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. But I'm saying like constantly, like it's yeah. the same same thing going on year after year. And it's like, well, it's yeah. time to shit or get off the pot. Yeah. <laughs> shit or get off the pot. Yeah. It's like it's like make a decision either way. Make a decision. Yeah. Make, make a, a choice. Decision. Make a choice. And stick with that choice. Don't yeah. go back and forth, you know? That is totally the number one thing that I think drives – that really makes people miserable. It's not any of the things they think it is. It's the not making a choice. Mm-hmm. It's the going yeah. back and forth like, well, this, but this. Well, this, but this. It really mm-hmm. – it could be your job. It could be your partner. It could be whatever. It could be your um, kids. Whatever you want it to be. Yeah, anything where you are you feel torn and you feel like you can't get what you want or you'll never – live in peace or whatever it is because you're constantly being torn through this decision. It's like, guess what? Almost any decision that you make would be better than what you're doing. Yeah. Literally either one. Yeah. Either one. And I feel like sometimes, and that's like the the thing that Abraham, the Ark Nine, like everybody tells us is that we like that contrast. We like that feeling of like, oh, I don't know what to do or oh, woe is me because that's why we came here. Like that's the human experience is to have this little brief drama in our lives of, oh my God, my world's ending or you know what I mean? Like, well, it's it's a little bit of excitement. That's why reality TV is so big, right? Right. It's a little exciting. Yeah. Like I think Abraham's like, oh, we think you guys just like the drama of it or whatever. Like that's why you take – yeah, that's why you create these scenarios. But it's like it's really about – I think I think we're meant to have a little bit of that. But really the the, the awesome part is when you realize the power of choice, when you actually do Mm -hmm. make the decision and then you line up with the decision and then you realize how much energy has been like – diverted because you haven't made a decision. The energy has been spread out everywhere, so you have had no power, you know? And when you make a decision, you feel powerful. Everything lines up to support you and that decision. And everything, you know, and and, and everything – works itself out. And I think we I think we get so caught. There's that show The Good Place. You ever watch that? So, I love that show. By the way, you literally are Kristen Bell in The Good Place. Like exactly. Really? I don't know if that's a compliment. I don't think that is. Oh, I love her. But like yeah, her but- character in The Good Place, like she has the same sense of humor and like Okay. I was like she's supposed to be in the bad place, homegirl. Like what no, are you No, but I I love all Spanish those characters. 
I love all those characters. She is really funny. I freaking love that character when she was like, no, there's something wrong with her. And like season one, when she was like, nobody's that nice. Yeah, exactly. I could see me doing that. You literally sound like her. When I close my eyes, I like see her. But anyway, there's a character um, in that show named Chidi. And he um, hit the whole reason that he's in the bad place is because because um, he he's like a really not, on the surface you're like why would this guy be in the bad place he's like such a like open you know he's such a genuine sweet person but um, he had such an issue making decisions that he drove everyone in his life effing bonkers because he could not yeah. make a decision so like he couldn't decide to go anywhere to eat anything to do anything to be with anyone and he would just stall and just like drive himself and others crazy by by not being able to to move forward at all and I think that that's a very dramatic uh exaggeration of like what we do but but it's still it's like I know what it's like to be in that in-between place of like you you want this but you also want this and you just drive yourself freaking insane versus just deciding I'm going to make a decision and I have faith that my team, that the universe, that everything is going to support me and guide me to the right place. I'm going to get there. I'm going I'm, I'm going to get there, but I can't get there if I don't make a decision, you know? I can't get there if I'm not uh, summoning my energy to move in one direction or another. I wish we could all just see – I get this image in my mind that we're sitting here going – Right path or left path? Like path A or path B? And we just sit here going back and forth like, oh, I don't know. This one looks a little this. This one looks a little this. But what we can't see is the aerial view is they look like they're diverging, but they actually are going the exact same place. Oh, I love that. You know, sometimes when I do readings for people, it comes up and they're like, should I choose this? And should I choose this? Literally came up two days ago and it was like, it does not matter. Yep. And they were like, what? And I was like, you think this is a really big deal? Honestly, this has nothing to do with your bigger picture. This is not a huge deal. Yeah. It does not matter which one you pick. And they were very disappointed in that re- yeah. that answer. <laughs> it's like, I'm very sorry to tell you this, but yeah. they're both going to the same place. Yeah. So, I feel like that's soothing to know, though. Not to this person. Okay. But <laughs> the, guy- the guides were like this. Yeah. Well, whatever. Whatever. (laughs) So they show me like right path or left path, just like you're saying, like a fork in the road. And sometimes it's like, here's what's going to happen if you do this. Here's what's going to happen if you do this. But this time it was like, meh, either way. It's fine. When the guides say, meh, meh. That feeling when the guides say, meh. Yeah. That should be a meme. That should be a meme. That should be the title of this podcast. That feeling when the guides say, meh. Meh. Um, we're talking about poop and people are like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> well I like that image I like really I almost wish like I could I could draw so, somebody listen to this like draw up that image or something I think it's powerful to like just know that you know you're go you're all you, what's meant for you is coming for you what's meant for you is coming for you and all you have to do is just know that and don't lose faith don't lose faith don't lose hope don't lose belief no matter what's going on around you no matter how dark it gets also, I just wanted – this popped in my head, so I'm going to share it. The other night I was on Pinterest because sometimes I go on there because, like, there's 
sometimes you ever find there's certain channels or uh, platforms that when you go on there, you feel like they're just talk. It's like the guides talking to you. Sometimes I feel that way with Pinterest, where whenever oh. I'm in a weird mood, I'll go on Pinterest and I literally feel like every single uh, quote that I see, I'll just scroll down. It's like they're having a conversation with me. They're like, oh, that's "Listen, cool. you got this. Like, don't worry. Like, stay on track. Like, stuff like that." And I just feel it feels really nice to me. So. That's my belief and I'm going to stick with it. But anyway, uh, I saw these quotes pop up from Harry Potter and I used to watch Harry Potter all the time. I mean, sorry, read it. Like I was a big Harry Potter fan and watched it. But I never realized there's like really spiritual quotes in Harry Potter. Like they, they put them on Pinterest and just reading them alone, you're like, who said this? Gandhi? Like what? And it's – no, it's, it's Dumbledore. Um <laughs> Who said this, Gandhi? No, that's Dumbledore. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, it's really, really. I don't know. So my tip of the day is um, Google like Harry Potter quotes, like inspiring quotes, and it really it's because they're really all about like you know, kind of like it's darkest before the dawn type of thing, and like you can always find your light and. Stuff like that. And it's just really – it's beautiful. So I feel like it really resonates with this message. And uh, and yeah, yeah, stay strong, stay centered, stay grounded, and know that, um, that we're all going through the same thing and you always have this community to connect with and fall back on when you feel lost or unsafe or whatever it might – or dark in any way. Oh, here's a quote from Harry Potter. We – all got both light and dark inside of us. What matters is the part we choose to act upon. That's who we really are. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that one. That's a, is that serious black? Yes. I'm good. (laughs) You, my friend, are a Harry Potter nerd. (laughs) Yeah. Any others? Uh, We almost face the choice between what is right and what is easy. Hmm. True. I like that one too. Definitely. (laughs) What? And then I found this. It's not Harry Potter. It just says stop giving a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. We're like trying to be super spiritual here and it's like, no, just just stop giving a shit. Just stop giving a shit. Do it. Um, all right. Well, on that note, stop giving a shit. Um, on that note, yeah, this is fun. Um, what else? We get into our private Facebook group if you haven't already. It's Inner Bloomers on Facebook. Um, we'll let you in there. We uh, just announced our next date for our public conversations with the ARC9, which is uh, a private Facebook group we have for our Patreons. Um, and they get to talk to the ARC9, which is the, the collection of energy that Ambrosia channels. And um, they get to ask one question a month, which is always really fun to hear everyone's questions and ARC9's answers. Um, so if you're interested in joining for that, that's going to be on Wednesday, September 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you can find the link to our Patreon page in our show notes. So if you want to get in on that, just sign up for our Dragonfly tier or above before that date and we'll add you into the private group. Also, what's really cool about it is once you're in the group, you get to access all the previous uh, conversations with ARC9. So that's really fun because there's some really cool information that ARC9 has uh, divulged about our planet and the moon and the universe and how things work here and, and all kinds of stuff like that. Yes. 
and physics. Um, the other thing is we are going to be doing a Celebrity Spirit interview with none other than Tesla. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited too. Yeah, we've had him on the list for a really long time and we've just been wanting to uh, find a time when we could let you all know ahead of time so that you could um, send us your questions. So we love doing interviews with you know celebrities in spirit who um, we can use your questions to uh, ask ask them questions so <laughs> yeah he's so, been busy so it's nice that our schedules finally worked yeah. out <laughs> busy guy in the afterlife um so God, yeah cool. i'm gonna ask him if he is busy okay go ahead he is if you, if you guys could send us your questions, please do so before Tuesday uh, of next week. So that would be like 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, before the 10th of September because um, that's probably when we're going to record. So uh, shoot us an email, innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or drop a line in our Facebook group or message us directly um, and let us know what you want to ask uh, Tesla, this magical man of physics. Um, what else? What else? Um, oh, was that? Oh, before, before that, go ahead. What? I said patrons. Oh, well, I was going to say, so, um, we are officially, we've given, we've decided that we have, we've given all of our patrons enough of a opportunity to get in on this, um, experience exclusively, um, <laughs> exclusively. Um, and so we are opening this up now. Um, the Mystic Manor Retreat in Venice Beach with um, Brandon Beecham and the Positive Head crew that we're doing in, in combination. Um, we have three spots left for this. Um, we had a couple people change their plans. Um, we have three of our Patreons in this right now and then three spots open. And so we want to open it up to everyone. So whether you are a Patreon or not, um, this is an experience that you can opt into. Brandon is offering some amazing payment plans. Um, the cost for everything is $2,000 and it's a week long in Venice Beach, California at the amazing Mystic Manor. It's a mansion. I've been there. It's freaking incredible. And we're going to be doing stuff with channeling and readings and EFT, but also doing stuff with Brandon's group. Um, I know Dr. Joe Dispenza's um, people are working with the Mystic Manor uh, retreat participants. There's also I just met someone at Burning Man who is doing past life regressions with the retreat participants. Um, and there's all kinds of other stuff like body work we can call in. It's going to be amazing. And we're going to be together for a week in Venice Beach. Like how incredible. So um, so if this is something that you're interested in, reach out to us, innerbloompodcast at gmail.com. Um, like I said, Brandon is offering really amazing payment plans for everyone. So uh, we can work it out. And we would love to be with you there and share this experience with you. It's going to be truly incredible. Um, otherwise, let's thank our Patreons, Whitney Kanika, Tip. Tammy Lip, Sheena Bowen, Sean Doe, Shannon McCoy, Sarah Meehan, Sammy Jean, Renee Hart, Priscilla Marquez, Nicolette Pierce, Mimi Abnetter, Maribel Muncie, Mandy Ford, Lisa Perez, Kellyanne Bates, Kasha Boschnevitz, Jamie McMahon, Jamie Edwards, Jamie Purrington, Heather Kiefer, Grace, Dana McFadden, Cheyenne Carroll, Charmsey, Foster Mama on Instagram, Kara Miranda, Bex Boo, Alex Latiri, Alex Anderson, Adonica Haskell, Alicia D'Amico, and Nike. Thank you so much for all of your support. We love you. And uh, until next time, keep on blooming. 
Bye, everybody. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.